0: Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Well, hello and welcome to another episode here from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary from the Four Corners, Scent Life Stories of the Global Church. We appreciate our Center for Great Commission Studies helping us with this podcast, especially this special series where we're focusing on our Global Theological Initiative. My name is Dr. John Ewart. I'm the Associate Vice President for the GTI and also our ministry centers. I'm also a professor of missions and pastoral leadership here at Southeastern in Wake Forest, North Carolina. We're glad that you've joined us again for this episode. And I'm joined today. I'm excited about this. I'm joined today by Brother Minu Jang, who directs our East Asian Leadership Development Office. So welcome. It's good to have you here today.
1: Well, I'm so glad to be here with the EU and uh, it's it's truly my honor.
0: Sure. Well, you know, one of the one of the targets, one of the missiological targets of our our global theological initiative or GTI is certainly training some of the fastest growing ethnic populations here in the US as well as the massive Asian populations around the world. Uh, your office is called East Asian Leadership Development, but often we, we kind of cheat geography and go into mm-hmm. Southeast Asia and other parts of Asia because it's so vast. But before we get into that, just let's talk a little bit about you. Um, you're, you're not uh, from the United States originally, yes. and so tell us a little bit about your own personal journey, maybe your, your, how you came here to Southeastern, but also a little bit about your salvation, your calling to ministry, just a few words about your personal journey.
1: Yes, I'm originally from South Korea. Uh, I grew up in Christian home in South Korea. Uh, my father was the pastor at a local church, Korean Baptist church. Uh, that's where I met my wife, Misong, and got married. And then now we have two boys, 11 and 7. Actually, there was a bit of a journey about how I came to Southeastern. I came to Southeastern in, back in 2008 to study to be a U.S. Army chaplain. Uh, While uh, serving in the Korean army, I worked with the U.S. Army as a chaplain assistant back then. And one day I got a recommendation from the command chaplain of the 8th Army, which is staying in Korea now because I went to the Korea Baptist Theological University and, and the command chaplain actually knew, found out that I wanted to serve God with my life. So I came to Southeastern to study for my master's degree and I served one local Korean church for 13 years um, as a youth minister, uh, children's ministry director, worship leader, small group leader, the adult Bible study leader, and you name it, it's everything. And then uh, by the time I was finishing up my two both uh, master level degree programs, MDs and THM, God turned my plan to a different route to serve him. Um, actually I landed in one of the GTI offices here, East Asian Leadership Development Initiative at Southeastern Seminary. Everything made sense when you, you know, explained to me for the first time about GTI. And I loved it that you trained the trainers so that these current and future trainers would do so much more in their language and culture and their setting. So here I am.
0: Yeah, well and we're thankful for that. You're, uh, you're the almost doctor, gang. <laughs> you're working through that, I know. And soon, I pray, uh, that you'll be done with that Ph.D. program. Let's talk a little bit before we go around the world. You know, we use the word global, but global also means North America. It means the United States. It means our nation here as well. Let's talk a little bit uh, about the state of and kind of the needs of the Asian church uh, here in the United States. There's some unique needs. Uh, and, and, again, the word Asian is so broad that, you know, there are a lot of subcategories that we could go into. But uh, again, it's one of the fastest growing population groups in the U.S. You have generational issues and you have language issues. So talk a little bit about what your impression of the state and needs of the Asian church here in the U.S. might be now.
1: Well, yes, uh, just to be fair, I just uh, have some knowledge about our Southern Baptist uh, Asian American churches under Southern Baptist Here's a little bit of numbers telling us about where the Asian uh, SBC churches are. Uh, under Southern Baptist Convention, we have around 2,100 churches that worship in, uh, in an Asian context. This number is slightly ab- above 4% of the total number of churches in the SBC uh, based on the 2019 statistics. Uh, but that same year, 11.6% of new church planting, plantings uh, were Asians. So the needs of Asian Southern Baptist churches in the U.S. Uh, can vary depending on the specific church and its congregation, of course. And how, However, generally speaking, some common needs of churches there, for example, theological education and training. Many Asian churches need access to theological education and training to help their leaders and congregations deepen their understanding of the Bible and the Christian faith. You know, Dr. were that effective leadership is essential for the growth and, and health of any church. And many Asian churches need culturally relevant resources and theological training to help develop their current and future leaders. That's a number one that I can uh, say the need, the most need, and and the second need actually is biblical counseling. Biblical counseling training can be beneficial for Asian church leaders for several reasons. You know, firstly, many Asian cultures strongly emphasize communal values, uh, which can impact how individuals approach counseling and mental health. By providing biblical counseling training that is culturally sensitive to Asian values and perspectives, church leaders can better serve their congregations and offer guidance that resonates uh, with their cultural context. And additionally, uh, Asian American communities may face unique challenges and experiences related to uh, discrimination and family dynamics. So a biblical counseling approach that takes into account These cultural and contextual factors can help Asian church leaders provide effective and holistic support for their congregation members. That's another thing. And then, well, I can say that thirdly, uh, next-generation leadership training. Uh, Many Asian churches lack the next-generation leaders who can bridge the gap between the generations, but also the cultures of the parents and then children. So younger generations of Asian Americans may face unique challenges and experiences related to issues such as identity, cultural adaptation, and social justice. Uh, So by providing next-generation leadership training tailored to these specific challenges and perspectives, churches can empower younger, uh, younger leaders to engage and serve their community effectively. Yeah,
0: that's really important. You know, we we have another episode where we talk about the Spanish-speaking church in the US. And any time you're dealing with a church that has a recent immigrant base, you know, with that first generation, mm-hmm. uh, these second generation issues are significant. In fact, you know, here at Southeastern, we're really working through how to develop resources, maybe even some events to uh, to try to address kind of that that first gen, second gen issue that, that is not only a, a cultural boundary sometimes in situations, but as people come here and, and become a part of the American culture, you know, what are they leaving behind, mm-hmm. and, and how is the church doing with that? So, you know, that's really important. Well, let's broaden this a little bit then. So, so again, we want to be careful when we use the label Asian, uh-huh. in the sense that when we talk about the world... You know, you have Central Asia, you have South Asia, mm-hmm. you have South and Southeast Asia together, and then you have East Asia. Uh, and so a lot of our work has focused in East Asia specifically, uh, a little bit in Southeast Asia. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the need of the, the Asian global church, mm. maybe focusing more on East Asia. Uh, it's right. just kind of the, the what some of their needs are, what, what's going on in the world. What are we seeing out there as we travel and we partner and we talk with some of these uh, these folks who are in these countries?
1: The the biggest need that I can think of now is the uh, Asian churches in the world face of government persecution and restrictions on church activities in closed countries. A lot of uh, countries in in Asia, to be honest, is very closed or under persecution. So those resources and trainings are very very crucial part but there's none almost none so we need to be very strategic in training and even networking with the current leaders in these kind of challenging circumstances uh, supporting churches in you know in two key ways can make a significant uh, impact i guess first by providing financial resources uh, churches can ensure that Local leaders and then congregation members have access to vital training, uh, resources, and support necessary to sustain and grow their ministry. Second, by offering practical assistance such as Bibles sometimes and discipleship materials. And even for uh, translation uh, and humanitarian aid, uh, specifically for North Korea, their underground churches, sometimes Humanitarian aid opens up the chances, and so all those kind of things uh, can help and bolster the faith and then res- resilience of churches facing persecution, and demonstrate tangible expressions of love and support for our brothers and sisters in Christ.
0: Yeah, and 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 let me just say to our listeners, you know, one of one of the unique aspects of the of our GTI. Mm-hmm really does revolve around the heart of our president, Dr. Aiken. One of the things that we work to do is we obviously have to engage in what I call contextual pricing. Mm-hmm. We can't charge full prices for uh, many of our, our courses and our, our students that are actual hard costs obviously mm-hmm. travel and, and we want to you know bless our professors and graders and translators and people in these parts. but especially when you think about parts of East Asia, you know, you, you, and Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. you, you have both communism, you right. also have Islam. Right. And so in both cases, you can find restraint all the way to um, absolute forbiddance yes. uh, to be able to openly learn and grow and, and engage in church life. So for us, it's, a, it's an issue of how do we find that balance there are certain people in certain countries who yep. couldn't pay us anything mm-hmm. because of their circumstances. So we have what we call revenue-free or tuition-free partnerships where we're trying to help folks in these strategic places, which is, again, why for us mm-hmm. there's such a focus on training right. the key strategic leaders oh, yes. rather than just wide-open training programs. Our goal is to train the people who will train the people, as oh, you've yes. already said.
1: Yeah, it's, it is so true that you know, sometimes there's we're, we're training the leaders from these closed countries and also churches under persecution so much.
0: Yeah, and I, and I also think, and you brought this up as well, you know, you know, there's the teaching aspect of it where we have people, you know, we, 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 in our GTI program right now, we're currently teaching in eight different languages. We're hoping to get to 10 here very soon. And so we, tr- we train in language. Uh, we, we try to train at low cost. Uh, And then you get into the materials and the resource side Mm -hmm. of this where – our, our students obviously have access online to everything that a normal Southeastern student would have. But the problem is, is they often don't have too many resources in language. Yes. So part of what we also work on is translation. Translation. I, I often sort of jokingly talk mm-hmm. about the James Bond lab that we operate <laughs> sometimes in some of these places <laughs> to get materials to people. But, oh, yeah. But, uh, but to work through these barriers, you know, that's what we do. And, that, and, and yes. we've, we you know, we move stones. We, we overcome barriers and try to work through uh, what some of uh, the, these needs might be, so that we can uh, be partners mm-hmm. um, with these folks in this part of the world. Talk a little bit about some of the specific things. Uh, not necessarily mentioning every country, obviously, but mm-hmm. talk about a few of the things that your office is doing right now.
1: Yes, well, well, there's so many, so many things that sure. we're actually uh, trying to do. So. Because, because we see there's a huge need for even our side that our mission, uh, missionary uh, organizations or missionaries, even uh, when they are prepared to go overseas and serve in those countries, we'd we'll love to be of a really good, you know, educational help for those who have no knowledge about communism, how that looks like in Asia, uh, and all the political situations around these. Uh, these countries here, uh, China, Korea, Japan, those three countries and the surrounding countries in East and then in Southeast Asian countries. Uh, We're working on that to have a more partnership with other organizations, mission organizations or entities to train, to give some input in that, updates, and so they can better serve in, in those countries. That's one. And then the other thing is actually... You know, there's a tremendous need for help the the churches, uh, underground churches or missionaries, for the uh, North Korea missions. And so, so we have been doing um, missionary com- conference. Uh, specifically, we're highlighting uh, what are those what are needs about this North Korea mission and how we can better work together and networking. And so we're just uh, keep updating about the current situation in North Korea, for example. So we, that's actually we're including in this com- you know conferences in the past two, three years. Um, that's another thing that into, in order to actually uh, help all the other people around for that specific country. And of course, China, uh, I cannot be uh, very specific in number or region. But yes, we do have uh, training now with the network leaders in China, uh, and so uh, we are bringing them out of the country, and then we gather together a specific location to do some of the courses and training, and so they go back, and then sometimes we use all different kinds of, you said, like 007 tactics. Uh, and so that or made possible to train them. And so we're at the really, really last stage of this, our theological training with them. So to be honest, in under communism, under persecution, there's no denomination, no knowledge. But this is the first time ever that we are now training these leaders who are very Baptist. And they'll be doing this continuously training with the Baptist doctrine. So Southern Baptist identity is there, and so we might be able to have a better, you know, partnership in the end, uh, in in the near future, uh, with them even, theologically impacting more, and Korea. Uh, so actually, Korea is very unique. We consider that country is not a mission field, but for the next generation, uh, we get less and less Christian population among these, you know, teenager and then younger generation. So there's so much need in mission for Korea as well. And so as a part of that, I am taking a even mission team of Southeastern Seminary students to go to Korea and do a missionary activities there. And one particular island that is less than 1% Christian population, that's in Korea. <laughs> so uh, we'll be doing this missionary activities in that island as well.
0: And you've been working with the Korean Baptist Convention, but also a network of churches oh, yes. over there where we've actually been offering a master's degree.
1: Yes, uh, that's uh, still ongoing. So Korean churches there, Korea Baptists, uh, we're very good partnership with the Southern Baptist. Uh, I grew up in Korea Baptist, and so that's how I get this naturally, mm-hmm. my connection here with the Korea Baptist. There have been uh, 14 Korean uh, fastest growing and mega churches they are now partnered with us. So we're training the leaders of the churches and then their mission. What they want to do with these, our theological training is, to be honest, they want to make their leaders to be more missional. Because some of the, the churches are strategically they're located in very inner city of Seoul and then also Sejong City. So their people, leaders, are sometimes very government official level and or the very influenced, uh, influencing people so that uh, they want to get this degree program with us together and so that they can be serving as a missionary when they are serving, uh, working in, in overseas because they travel a lot. So that's a one point. And then also they can serve the church better and then lead the church better. Yeah, that's fantastic. And then
0: one of the things you've also been able to do, you mentioned it earlier, was one of the great needs is we actually have some biblical counseling training now, completely in Korean, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and that's reached out already to some large cohorts of people, uh, and so we're going to continue to see that to grow. Let's think for a minute, how how could our listeners, how could our supporters, how could they be praying, how could they be supporting what we're talking about here? How, what are some of the prayer requests that they might uh, we might ask them to pray for?
1: Yes. Um Well, number one, pray for Asian American churches that uh, they may be equipped with the resources and training necessary to serve their congregations effectively uh, and minister to their unique needs and challenges. And pray for the next generation of Asian church leaders. They may be equipped with the knowledge and skills and vision necessary to lead their churches into the future. And pray for churches in closed countries and those facing persecution, that they may be sustained and strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that Christians outside of those countries uh, may find ways to support and encourage them through giving prayer and, and sending.
0: Yeah, those are really good. So just just to remind everyone, one of the, one of the options that we have in GTI is we often are trying to train what we would call the faculty or the, tr- the trainers, the teachers. We do this through certificates. We do this through, uh, we ha- we do have some bachelor's options, degree options. We also have master's degrees. And now we're actually even working on some doctoral programs in language that once again will be offered in context to where when we teach a class, we don't just Uh, try to share exactly how we might share it here on our campus in North Carolina. We actually contextualize assignments and contextualize content because our goal, once again, is that we would teach people who would then take that information and teach people and continue to train people and that we would create a reproducing line of trainers uh, for the partners that we, we serve with. So So thank you so much, Menu, for what you're doing. Thank thank you you. for your team and all their work. If you found today's episode helpful, or if you'd be interested in uh, learning more about the East Asian work or our Global Theological Initiative in general, you know, one thing you could always do is just email us at gti at sebts.edu. You can also go to the Southeastern website and find pages related to our work, as well as to... Uh, the Center for Great Commission Studies, or you can find the CGCS, our mission center, on social media. And so you can contact us through a variety of means. We really do cherish your prayers and support, and I pray that this was helpful, and I want to thank you again for joining us, and hope that you'll tune in again for our next episode uh, as we share about the scent life, stories of the global church, as we talk about the four corners of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today.